You're listening to The Mark Husson Show. Expect something wonderful. Good morning, everybody, and welcome. It's Mark Husson. This is the Mark Husson Show, and guess what? It is October 2018. What the heck, right? I guess it's cliche to complain about how fast time is moving because if you're living every moment, (laughs) then you're enjoying it. I hope you guys are enjoying it. It's a nice, big, fat cancer moon. If you're listening live, it's a little bit after 9 a.m. Pacific and a little afternoon in the East Coast. I'd love for you to join me. Yes, and I will correct some of the links that were in the flyer, the one link in the flyer that I sent out um, for the chart, even though the awesome Scott, who's my producer today, has put it up online on the chat room for us. Um, Those of you that have to listen later and are listening and can't get that form to open, if you'll look at the address at the very top when you click the link for the chart, it ends in JPEG. Just remove the E and make it JPG, and it'll work, okay? little secret. All right, so come on over by going over to 12radio.com and clicking the chat room link. Many of you know the routine by now, but just in case, come on over, 12radio. I'm doing it with you. Um, Hit the chat link. So nice to have real internet these days. Those of you that know me and know that I have been forever burdened with non-fast internet and it is so nice to have something that works it's so good so thank you thrive in case you're listening lori winters in the house ariselli good to see you honey hi katie oh my goodness it's such an honor to have katie in the house with us april joy good to see you hi geraldine there's the chart (laughs) hi jane hoping to get my birthday reading today your birthday today oh my goodness okay i'm on the phone but it's really quiet Oh, okay. So listen, um, you should know by now, you should be able to hear me, Jane. If you can't hear me, call back and we'll make sure that they look for your name. Okay. Um, truly good to see you, honey, Mary Kennedy. Thanks for being here. Hi, Jan. I am so touched that you guys make the effort to show up. Not that you need to, for me to really love you any more, but the fact that you do is so sweet because I'm not sure that I have the wherewithal to sit my butt down at the computer and sign in at the time of somebody's show. Um, Lori Winter, I am on my way to the DMV. I forgot to pay my car registration many months. <laughs> Poor thing. Must have been when I was out of the country. Of course, I didn't believe the officer because I I know, you know what? I didn't. I went to wherever it was and my license expired. I had to run down to the bank. I was at the bank and they said, your license is expired. And I'm like, don't they tell you that? And he's like, no. So it's on your birthday, right? And so I had to run down, look in a mess. But that's a good excuse because you never want your driver's license picture to look too good because those are supposed to be ugly. And if you look too good on a driver's license, something's wrong. No, just teasing. Some of you are too naturally beautiful anyway. Tiffany, thanks for being in the house. Thanks for your love. You're always such a sunshine. Hi, Eva, Jessica, Denise. Thank you all so much. Hi, Leslie. And yes, Jane, you hear it. Oh, good. Okay, we'll look for you, baby. Don't worry. Um, so thank you all again for coming. You know what? It is a, it's, it's a fun week because we're in October. And if you're a numerological person uh, or listen to uh, Christine Dumarier's show on Wednesday mornings, you get to, to up on the latest about the numbers. And I've always been a numerological person. I've loved numerology. I love Juno Jordan. <clears throat> when I heard Christine's show the first time, I was like, I hope she likes Juno. And she does. It was great. Um, But because there's a certain way that I like to do the numbers that just make more sense to me. But when you think about October as a one month, because it's a 10 month and 10 is one plus zero, you think about the new beginning of it. And it does have that feel to it, don't you think? And then each day, like if today is the second, it means it's a three energy because you take that one of October, right? Always add one to the number of the day and you add it to the the date. So one plus two is three. So it's a three day. So we have some three energy in the house, which is always nice. Combine that with a cancer moon, make yourself a cancer, and you're me. You you have the kind of day I'm having. God, I hope not. Um, It's good. I just never seem to be 
my Mars and Pisces, and this is Mars and Pisces, this is how we learn astrology, right? We just talk about it. But Mars and Pisces kind of makes you a little scattered. Um, or as some people would say, a lot scattered. And as some would say, an absolute mess. And those people aren't in my life. No, just teasing. <laughs> but I have this counter. I have Jupiter and Virgo, which means my mess is sterile. It looks filthy, but it's clean. That's all I can say. And I'm a nut about that stuff too, right? <laughs> I can't stand, I, I won't, I will hate your mess. I will hate it. But I, my mess is like, whatever, just scoot it aside, move it over here because what's underneath it is going to be sterile. Um, it's a terrible way to live. And I'm sure it's a terrible way to have for the roommate to live, but it's life. What are you going to do? Might compensate by the good looks and the charm. And it's absolutely amazing. You can, you can get by, right? Okay. Um, Exciting because also we have another planetary event on the horizon um, and it's a Venus retrograde. I'm sure I, I think you've heard some of the shows talking about it. You also hear a lot of people's different versions of it. It's so cute. I read some of these things and I'm like, you really believe that? That's really interesting. But that's OK, <clears throat> because we all get a right to, you know, have our experience. Right. And I don't like to make anybody's experience wrong. I just don't like to validate experiences that possibly it scare other people. Now it's nice. I don't mind if somebody shares their experience and it's a great positive experience because I think that there's nothing, there's no harm that can come from that. I mean, I don't think there's any harm from hearing some good news, right? I do think if somebody had a terrible experience and they're blaming Venus and then they share that, that they do strike a chord of fear in other people. And that, I don't know. I'm just not a big fan of that. And I, you know, there's arguments on both sides, I'm sure. However, this is my show, my argument, right? So Venus is at 10 degrees of Scorpio today. It was at 10 degrees of Scorpio yesterday. It was at 10 degrees of Scorpio the day before, and it will be at 10 degrees of Scorpio tomorrow. And it will be at 10 degrees of Scorpio the day after that. And it will stay at 10 degrees of Scorpio until the 11th of October. That's very unusual because if I go back a couple of months and tell you how Venus was moving, it would go sound like this. Um, on September 9th, it was at zero Scorpio. On September 10th, it was at one. On September 11th, it was at two, then three, then four, then five, then five, then six. Okay, so see, it moves really fast. But here we have 10 for almost a week. That means if you didn't know anything about astrology and you were watching astronomically Venus's motion in the sky and you noticed that its degree just stayed the same, you know it's slowing down. And if a planet is slowing down, it's for one reason, to either go backwards or to go forwards, okay? And why is it that a, is a planet really moving backwards? I mean, is it, is it, is it that apocalyptic that we're, we're, we're seeing planets actually change course and move backwards? No, it's the law of relativity. We're passing Venus in such a way that it looks like Venus is slowing down, just like when you pass a car on the highway and that car looks like it's slowing down and then you're next to it and then it looks like it's not moving at all. Then you pass it and it looks like it's going backwards. That's exactly what's happening in a retrograde. We, we observe the planets to be doing something different than what they normally do because we're moving. Can you imagine how long it took us to get to the point of understanding that? Then you can also imagine how long it took somebody to get rid of the belief that this was a catastrophic, apocalyptic thing, okay? That, that because for millennial, millenniums, they thought that we were going to die. People who tracked the planet saw them moving backwards, and it was ominous, and they would probably pray harder and sacrifice a few other things, right? So now we know better, but how do we undo what's in there? We can't, not very easily, but we can through knowledge and intellect, change the course of what we think we believe, what we were taught. And that's where your brain comes in, okay? Now you know that it's a phenomenon in space, and you know that it's something that is scientific. Now you can observe it from a place without all the other static. So let's talk about this for a minute. You know that Venus is in at 10 degrees of Scorpio, as I pounded into your head today and through the 11th of um through the 11th of October. On the, t on the 12th of October, it goes into nine, and then it goes to eight, and then seven, and then six, and then five. It's going backwards, right? In Scorpio. And on Halloween, it's at zero degrees Scorpio. 
on the day after Halloween, November 1st, it's at 29 degrees of Libra. And then it goes 28, 27, 26, 25, 24, and it stops. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It goes to 25, and it stops at 25. Just like it stopped at 10, Scorpio, to go for, backwards, it's stopping from going backwards at 25, and it begins to move forward at 25 degrees of Libra. Why does that matter? Well, <laughs> you can imagine if a planet is moving one degree a day, and it suddenly is not moving one degree a day. It's staying at this degree, and it's searing in this number into our. It's staying at that point in space, day after day after day after day, that it's going to have an impact. So we're at ten degrees of Scorpio now, and it's stopping. It's like it's it's going to start going backwards. Now, what we can do is see that it's going back to twenty-five degrees of Libra. Now, I want you to use your brain because this, this will sound a little confusing. If it's at 25 degrees of Libra when it's done with the retrograde and it was just in Scorpio, that means that some point in the past, it's already been at 25 degrees of Libra. Okay, because the order of the zodiac goes Leo, Virgo, Libra, Scorpio. So Venus went through Libra to get to Scorpio. It stops at Scorpio in the middle and starts going backwards back to Libra. So we have a hint of where it's been already. Okay. So we go back in time to when it was at 25 degrees of Libra, and we find that it was the very first, the 3rd of September, the 2nd or 3rd of September. Now, that's that's what people nowadays call the shadow. I was reading some idiot's article about the planets. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's how my brain works, right? And they were like talking about the shadow, like they knew what the shadow was. It's so cute. And they don't. But anyway, it's like this sort of like all the superstitions you can possibly bring into it. That's why I say idiot. Um, here's the deal. It's the it's it's an opportunity for you to see what was the theme that was emerging during that beginning part of September. What was happening in your brain? Where was your attention? What was what was going on with it? Now, with Venus in, in Libra, a lot of love issues were up. But it's more than love. Venus is how we perceive things we like and don't like. With Venus going backwards, one of the things that gets challenged is how we like ourselves and what we don't like about ourselves. And it's very easy to enter a stage of insecurity when Venus goes retrograde about us, about you, about the relationship. Oh, I just took the most delicious hit of coffee. Wait a minute, let me do it again, excuse me. I hate when people do that on the air, but mm. okay. Now it is that point where we start getting insecure, where Venus might have us challenged about how we feel about ourselves. That might make what you can offer way more powerful. If what you can offer is um, a sense of, your, your okayness to somebody else. So in other words, imagine if you're in the beauty industry and you knew that Venus was going retrograde, this is where I would pound out the sales for, for looking good, change that hairstyle. We got a sale on coloring. We, you know, make yourself look different. This is when I would do it. If I were in the industry for love, the love industry, like I wrote a book called Love Scopes, right? <laughs> If I were in that industry, which I am kind of, I would be promoting the idea of let's work out your love issues or I'd sell more reports on love, like my reports at one, two reports. I mean, there's so many things that you would do, but when you're with friends and when you're with yourself, there's a couple of things you could do, like do something to make yourself feel good about what you're doing, who you are. For some people, that's about helping other people, especially these days. And you know what I mean? Helping other people lighten up about their life, helping other people understand about love, helping other people understand what does that mean when they say love yourself first because you can't love somebody else, which is crap to hear because nobody knows what, really what that means or what that has to do. You know, when Louise used to throw mirrors in people's faces and say, say, I love you. God bless her, right? Because she was a pioneer. And we got to give her all the credit in the world for being that person out there doing that with her bravery and her sort of like no bullshit self. But then never worked for me. 
It felt stupid and idiotic, just like affirmations tend to for me. That's not, this is, it's not so much a cynical mind. It's the mind that goes, I ain't feeling this. And it's really going to be hard for, it's not that I don't love myself. It's just that there's no, there's no frame of reference to look in a mirror and th think that means anything to me. Okay. And I do things all the time that show a sort of form of self-love. I'm sure I do a lot of things that show a form of self-loathing, but I also know that I can tap into a point where I'm okay with this feeling in me that what I just did felt really good. And as you mature, and you do mature, you remember certain things that did feel good, and you, and you tend to want to do those more. Like in the old days, I had an argument with somebody. I could keep that sucker, that argument going. Oh, you know, I got a lot of Scorpio in me. I could keep an argument going for a long time. I could keep a grudge for even longer. And it's one of those things. I'm not proud of it. No, but it's like I could do it. And I, I later, as life moved on, you realize that feeling is, wasn't so great. And I was carrying that feeling every single day. Right. So then grudges became this thing that I wanted to consciously release. Like, okay, let's heal this really quick because I don't want to go there. And then it became when I saw trouble coming my way, when I saw somebody with a personality I'm not going to like, or somebody that I feel is manipulating in a way that I don't like, or whatever, whatever my judgment is, I hit on right Im immediately. I either make a decision for myself to not engage, or I engage and I do it with all the boundaries I have in place. And guess what? It's amazing. That's kind of self love. For me, because I don't have to go through all that dark night of the worry, or I'm going to run into somebody that I don't like at the at the supermarket because I, I made a fool of myself in the beginning. And I think about things like that. What is the effect? This is why I, I've talked about this, why I can't have a gun. I can't have a gun because if I pull the trigger, it's forever. I mean, I... I can't know in myself, if I, there was a burglar, let's say, in my house, oh, knock wood, and if there was, and I had this gun, all my thoughts would be like, it's somebody's son. It might be a neighbor. They might be making a mistake. What if they're drunk and at the wrong place? I don't want that on my head. I can't. It's me. Is it a weakness? Well, there's certainly people, gun owners, that would say, yes, it's a weakness. <laughs> and there's others that would get it. But I'm not judging gun owners. I don't care. Some people can do that. I, I sometimes wish I could because I don't like the self-doubting. However, it's a thing that happens in me. It's, what, it's why I question everything that looks like it could be final before I rip this person a new life. I need to think for a minute. Is A, am I right? Am I 100% sure that I'm correct? Have I looked at all the options? And I literally go through this. In the old days of running one to listen, Catching people blatantly doing things that were out of integrity took me months before I could come to resolve and make sure without a shadow of a doubt, I knew what I was doing. And I'm one of those people that, you know, stay in relate. Like I say, this is a phrase. I don't do this. I do do this because I love my relationship. But there's those people with fixed signs, fixed rising signs and fixed signs on the seventh house. I have Scorpio and I have Taurus on the seventh. I tend to stay in situations way longer than I should because I can and that was always my motto in business. I may not be the greatest businessman in the world, but I will, out, I will outlast any other competitor. I'll just do it. I'll outlast them because I can do the same thing forever, right? Seems really ridiculously boring, but it's not. I just can. So back to the Venus thing. This Venus retrograde, depending on where Scorpio is in your chart, um, you have this, you might have a question about something deeper that's occurring to you, okay? You might have a concern that um, about a relationship you're in or about something that you're involved in. And it's Scorpio, you guys. It could be sexual. It could be a secret. It could be, it could be, um, uh, doesn't have to be impassioned. It can be something like um, the ability to go deep. It could be a surgery, okay? Anything that has to do with cutting open something and getting in deep. Venus gives us, when it goes retrograde, a chance to deepen that. And when it's in Scorpio, it is juicy, okay? It's juicy because you get a chance to go in and see what's happening in the world of 
um, my deeper emotions and these this incredible sexual relationship I have or this intimate relationship I have or whatever it is. And then it goes into Libra, so it gets the chance to process in a lighter way until it goes direct again. Now, here's another example of Venus retrograde that went awry. When I moved into my home, I, again, I'm not a germaphobe. I really am not. But I'm a germaphobe about some things. <laughs> I don't know how to put it. But here's the thing. There's certain things you need to get rid of when you move into a home. Don't you agree? The toilet seat, please. Is it a germaphobe? Just get a new toilet seat, okay? A new refrigerator. If the old refrigerator's got mold growing in it, yeah, right? That's what I mean. It seems like it makes sense. Get some of that stuff, get some of that shit changed, right? Because you can. All right, now, so I got the refrigerator changed. I got the stove changed. I got the dishwasher changed and the dishwasher and the dryer. That's a bill I'm going to be paying. You know, when I moved in, I knew I would be paying that. Well, you get a little extra money when you move uh, because you might have sold the property before. Um, and so I didn't want to spend all that on new appliances. That's like $10,000. So I, I put it on that great no interest thing. All right. Well, during the course of the Venus retrograde is when I'm doing all this. And guess what? Every single one of those things that I bought was returned except for the refrigerator and they didn't want to bring it in because they thought my space was too small for this sucker. It's huge. But we made it work. And that was kind of a Venusy thing, too, like readjusted the cabinets a little bit to make this refrigerator work. Everything else had to be returned. So shit, Lincoln. It was crazy. And then I wasn't being neurotic. It was like stuff wasn't working. Venus retrograde. The, the appearance for me, the beautification of my kitchen. Um, and they were just simple appliances. I'm not talking like, like, I don't have a stunning kitchen. I don't even have a stunning house. I have a house I love and you know, it, it needs constant work, but to me it's home, right? I'm a cancer. It means something. Okay. So Venus retrograde for me then was a two month period of getting it right, getting the appliances that were going to work for me. And guess what? As this Venus came back on the, this Venus now for me came back at, at, to go retrograde again. And then it's in Scorpio, so it's close to me. When it hit its shadow, we'll call it the shadow time in September. I'm telling you, I, I think I told you the washer and dryer got a new one. The one they brought, horrifying, had scratches over it, was leaking, stinky. They came, picked that up, brought the new one back. The new one had a dent in it, picked that up. I mean, oh my God, <laughs> we finally landed. They're gorgeous. They're gorgeous. And I'm happy with them. I love, but I just took a breath because I knew under the Venus retrograde, the shadow of it, that I had to do some adjusting and I was going to have to be patient. And guess what? I was, I was just like, okay, they have to come pick it up. I'm not going to worry about it. And they did. And everything kind of in that sense worked, worked pretty well. Um, I, uh, and Jane, we got you. So we're going to take, when we take calls, we're going to bring you on. So don't hang up. Um, got to talk to birthday people, right? Birthdays are so fun. Now, what I want to do before, because we're going to have to, we, we do, I do want to take some calls. I want to talk to you guys first and look in the chat room and see how we're doing, okay? So let me come back in here. Here we go. Okay, I'm just running through. Hi, Maureen. Good to see you. Hey, Raven. Good to see you. Thanks for being here. Renee, Kelly, look at that. Okay, here we go. I'm coming down. Um, hey, Michelle Green, welcome. CC, good to see you. Okay, and the things bounce, don't be bouncing back up, refreshing on me. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, we need to look at the chart really quick. Let me do that with you too in a minute. Uh, Jackie, I like Juno Jordan also. I was a nut about numerology and used to ask everyone, oh, look at that. Um, now, after attending the Mark Hudson School of Astrology, I ask people if they know their moon and rising. It's true. Um, I find people more reluctant to learn astrology than numerology. I know you kind of have to sneak the numerology thing in. Once you get their birthday, you can kind of see, and I'm like you though. I mean, I like it for daily living. I like to know the year we're in and to know your numerology year, you just take your month and day, right? Just your month and day. And add, if you have double digits, change them all to single digits and then add 2018, the year you're in. So add all of those up as if they were single numbers, you'll get a double number, reduce it. And you'll see what your life path is. They call that, you know, the life you were born to live by Dan Millman. You guys, incredible secret numerology book. It's a secret numerology book because nobody knew it was a numerology book. It's incredible. That used to be the coffee table book of the century. 
really for us. We enjoyed it a lot. So that's what year you're in. It's really fun to know those things sometimes too. I can't, I'm not great with math, so I can't do it on the fly. Ah, when that first coffee hits your soul, amen, right? Oh, and I've learned pour over coffee. I'm such a geek, you guys. It's horrifying. I remember telling my friend, um, she's she's the face of one, too, for the longest time. She holds the crystal ball. Clarity is her name. And she was young. And I said, Clarity, I'm going to go to the fish store and get some placostomies. And she said, huh? I go, I'm going to go get some placostomies, the, the bottom feeders of the tank. So I go. And there's all these geeks there, and they're all talking fish in the language. I come back home with my fish, and I said, girl, there are some geeky people there. And she said, excuse me, you just told me you were going to the fish store to get a Pocostomus. You are one of them. And then it hit me. I probably am a little bit, right? But on coffee, 22 grams of coffee, 360 grams of water. You guys, trust me. I'm telling you. Oh, crazy. Sounds a little crazy, doesn't it? Jupiter and Virgo. Impulsive when angry, walk in their shoes. Forgiveness is more about you than them. Ain't that truth? Mm-mm-mm. It is so true. Love sometimes wants to do us a great favor, hold us upside down, and shake out all the nonsense. Rumi, Rumi was badass, wasn't he? Ah, that's good. Um, so that's why I can stay. I stay in things forever. Taurus on the seventh house. That's it, Mary. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, forever. It's like forever. And we pick people like that too. I know people, they used to say a sign of a good friend was when you knew people from your childhood or you had long, long, long friends. And it's like, God, it's funny. But then again, the negative part of that is when we cut them out, <laughs> they're cut out, right? Okay. Um, I have Aquarius at the seventh house. Now I know why I stick around. That's it, Christina. Same thing. Aquarius, Leo, Axis, uh, Scorpio, Taurus, Axis on the ninth and the seventh. Uh, on the, I'm sorry, the nine o'clock position, I call it. Or the rising sign and the seventh. The first out, the, anything fixed. On the fourth and the tenth, it's that you do the same thing in jobs and homes. We stayed at this little shack. I mean, it was our store. God bless it. It was a little Victorian home. One room I had in it for 20 years years 20 years didn't bother me a bit okay would venus retrograde be a good time to end a relationship you could denise you have to deal with the fact that it's going to go retrograde it's going to go direct back over that stuff it's a good time to see what the issues are and if you can't work them out yeah a lot of people break up under them but the the question is will you reunite when venus goes direct it's always the big question um Yes, the, the Raven, the Dan Millman book. I love that you have that. It is such a fun book, you guys. The Life You Were Born to Live. It's a good one to get. Um, thank you, Melissa. That's so sweet. Thank you, she said. That's so sweet. Okay, you guys, you're awesome. Let's see if I'm missing anything. On that chart, let me just point out a couple things. Uh, mm -mm -mm. I'm finding the darn thing. Okay, here we go. So um, the couple things I just want you to note are, where are you? Here you are, buddy. The Venus is in Scorpio at 10. You can see that Jupiter is also in Scorpio at 22. And Jupiter, you guys, is going to have some news for us in November. Okay, early November, Sagis, hold on to your seats. And you all know that what that's going to be. Now, this is the chart for Thursday. Keep that in mind. You notice that the sun is at 12. The Mercury is at 23. This is helping you Libra, 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 right? Venus is going to go back to 25. So that means at some point, Venus and Mercury are going to find each other. Say, hey. And we'll talk about that, I'm sure, next show. We have a new moon coming up. I want to just put that out there. It's in Libra. Also, at 15, it'll be really interesting to see where the, um, where the Venus retrograde will be around that time, which is about the 8th. And it looks like it's also going to be at 10. So the new moon's at 16. Yeah, so that's, you know, they, they consider that a blending energy. That's it's 10 degrees apart. Um, and I'll be talking to you next week about that new moon coming up. This week, the biggest thing is the Venus retrograde. You have a weekend of Virgo. Um, I love when Virgo hits on the weekend because you know what? You can get some stuff done. I don't care if, it, if the bug hits you um, and it's a Virgo moon. It's double hit. For me, it's, it's incredible. So I will probably get some work done in the house. Um, I love it. I love cleaning. I love that thorough cleaning. You know, the angry Virgo cleaning. When you have Mars and Virgo, you get a vacuum cleaner. You are nasty mean, but it's great. You get some shit done, right? People get out of your way. Um, Thanksgiving to Canada next Monday. And 
uh, I guess we celebrate Columbus Day, right? Or is it Indigenous Peoples Day, I think? Um, whatever it is, we do the most respectful thing, right? Take the judgments away. Do the thing that's most respectful, okay, to the people around you. I think Indigenous Peoples is a lovely holiday to celebrate. Um, all right, you guys, let's take some calls, and I'll check back in the room periodically. But thank you so much. And also the podcast, we do have a podcast at markhusson.com. I do have a new, I'm brushing up on the report service at markhusson.com. I'd like you to check it out. It's the one from Britain. They're instant. They, you have your chart instantly. There's a whole different kind of chart in astrology that they do. Not a different kind of astrology, but different kinds of charts that they're offering. Basically, they commissioned me to have that on my site. Not a ton of money, but it's, um, I was really impressed with some of the new things they upgraded. So I was excited about that. Otherwise, you look at one, two reports. That's my baby. And if you need some report support or want to know what's going on astrologically in your life, check that out. One, two reports.com. Okay. That's all my advertisements. Scott, let's talk to Jane if we could. Hello. Hey, you Hello. did it. <laughs> you hung, you hung in there. Good for you. It's your birthday. Oh, yeah, is the fifth. I love that you got a birthday coming up. It's Friday. You got on the day of the retrograde. That's so good. So how are you, Jane? How's how's life? What's you want me to give us a little window of your of your vis of your view? What's it looking like from it's Jane world? Just in this weird kind of uh, yeah, just kind of ebbing and flowing and just. I don't know. It's been kind of yeah. wonky. It's kind of weird. Yeah, my mom's uh, on the East Coast, and I'm on the West Coast, and she's, like, kind of hitting that time of her life where things are starting to, you know, yeah. go downhill, I guess. And, yeah, there's that whole thing, and I don't know. Yeah, looming in the background, that makes sense. <laughs> well, yeah, you have so that's, you have Saturn in your at the very bottom of your chart. So there is, and that it means if it's hitting the very bottom of your chart, it means it's basically connecting to the mother, um, because it, she's at the top of the chart. And so there is a sense of a do a sense of duty gnawing at you, um, and, and sense yeah. of responsibility. And it will, um, you know, it what it does basically is this beautiful aspect to the Pluto and Venus in your chart, which is in Virgo. So as we get a little more into the season, you'll know the, the moment when it's time to lift some support toward that direction and it'll be effortless. You don't have to overthink it. Um, there's a, there, the part of you that will just naturally respond because you're a natural responder anyway. You were born with um, Jupiter and Saturn in Capricorn. So you're a doer and sometimes to the point of overdue. And, but you will know, and that bell will ring. And it's uh, one of those things that you don't have to keep an eye on too much, but it is, I'm sure it's on your mind and it sits in the back of your mind. You have Neptune opposing that Venus right now. So there is a sense of, um, there's a sense of more spiritual connection about it all. Like what is a spiritual purpose? There's questions like that, that emerge that are very romantic in a way because they, they're soft and they're easy to get to, but it does lend itself to some confusion when you're trying to make sense out of what is your course of action. But while this is going on, what I can tell you, your chart is so set up to be this sort of, you automatically have this inner knowing of, of it's just like this, radar that's a gps inside that kind of knows and so you can even though that leaves your consciousness every once in a while with neptune there it sort of makes it a little confusing you can just trust that it's working and it will continue to work because that's the cycle that you're in right now you're in this um venus is going to go retrograde over all that scorpio that you have and it's going to continue to open you up and you're going to start i think I think your dream, I'd pay attention to my dreams if I were you. I'd pay attention to this sort of urge inside when you're starting to get these little nagging thoughts. I'd pay attention to them just to see, do they go anywhere? And I would never act out of fear. I would wait till the fear's gone and then see what's, what's left. Uranus is opposing your Mars for your birthday cycle. That is one of those breakup things where it's like the true desire for another choice for freedom a kind of breaking free from things and it's it's getting it's going to get stronger and it's going to um it's last hit it goes into wow yeah yeah, yeah. this is going to be in your life for about a year but it's a buzz that's inside of you it's like this natural i want free kind of energy um it is it's slowly building and it's going to get louder and louder and it rules your house of um uh, intimacy. It rules your house of um, uh, 
uh, transformation. Uh, it rules your house of money. And it's definitely this whole area of your life is going to get shaken up. And I do think you're tuned, you know, you're, you're really tuned in. I think what's going on here is you're getting ready for an uproot that is, uh, that's going to be your, that you're ready for, but you're not sure when. I think that's the ticking clock. You do have a, this Neptune opposition that I think for your birthday cycle is going to totally keep you connected to what you're, what you should be doing. You're getting so much support from the planets to, Pluto, Saturn are both in these wonderful aspects to that Virgo in your 12th house. Like this inner clock in you is really good. It's just inside of you. And sometimes the only way you get to hear it is by shutting up the world. As Jupiter goes into Sag, which we talked about next month, it's going to trine that moon of yours. You have a moon in Leo. It's going to trine that north node. It's going to trine Uranus. You are headed next year is when it's really going to explode. I think you're headed for this new sense of I, I think you might move. I also think you might find yourself in a um, ready to express differently, ready to um, put yourself out there in a way that shows that you're making a difference. But this part of you is ready to, you're ready to make a difference in the world. And I think you're going to get some help from Jupiter, but that's going to happen next year. And what we're going to do now is clean up everything to get it ready for that point. Does, do you resonate a little bit with that thought of this thing in you growing that uh, for change? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, everything, all of my numbers come out to five anyway, like, no oh, matter which perfect. way you go, I come yeah. out to five. Oh, so, perfect. Everything's about change for me. If I'm not changing, I'm static and going crazy. That's right. So That's I guess right. I have been feeling this sense of, oh, what am I doing here? Is this where I want to be? I love San Francisco. I love it here, but the cost of living, you know, it's getting crazy. Uh, My yeah. landlord's selling the house, which I'm kind of safe anyway, because I've been living here 13 years and there's renters. Like, you know, I'm pretty safe Texting, as far as that's yeah. concerned. But there's also kind of this feeling where it's like, this really when I, even when I moved in here, I didn't think I was going to be here more than a year. So yeah, <laughs> look at that. I know. <laughs> yeah. It's and funny it's because like, it's close. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no, I went to, that's that. good. No, well, I think what it is, is that that energy that you're, that you're feeling now is a small sound. It's going to get really loud and it'll do it on its own. So the good news about it is you don't have to overthink it. You can trust the cycle. You don't have to, you don't have to look, it's going to get loud. And when it gets loud, you'll be like, I'm ready. I know I'm ready. And because none of this will be a surprise to you. And if it isn't about a move, it will be about a change in direction. It's there's a, there's a, there's some this this moon in your 11th house is more important than we want to give it credit for. It really is about making social change. It's about having your voice be heard. It's about being connected to a like-minded group of people, that, but not being defined by them. You're very independent in that sense, but, but it's very important to you to know that you're, you have a, that you're making a difference in the world, and that energy is going to get really loud next year. And I mean, it's like next year and it's going to be awesome. So this year is about sort of cocooning, listening to the inner voice, trying to trust the guidance that comes forward or do or trusting the guidance that comes forward. And next year is going to be this, this your the wave is going to hit. And I think you're going to, where you surf is irrelevant. The fact that you'll be surfing, that's what's going to happen and energetic surfing. Um, so being at the home or not is irrelevant. It's this thing that you're going to be connected to. And I'm sure we'll talk about it some as the year goes on. You'll tell me. I hope what's come yeah, up. In, no. Right. Okay. So it's lovely. You it's good. Say, Go ahead. But you did say something about the money. Is that you said it's yes. going to break open in a good way or a bad way? No, the <laughs> money breaks my, open. You know, my Virgo, I, I'm always. I know, I know. No, it's good because it's going to, the you can't go wrong with Jupiter sitting in your second house. And that's where it's going to be. And it also, once it does that, it's going to then go into the third house and it trines all of your Leo moon, north node stuff. So when you have Jupiter connecting to you like that, you're always in good hands. So no, not bad at all, just a change. And I think the change could be okay. like more comes in from a different place than you expected. I mean, okay. some unexpected things for sure in a good way though. Not, I don't see, you have too many trines. Saturn's trining everything, Pluto's trining everything. So you're good there. It's a change though for the better. And I think it's gonna give you the freedom to do what you, this new leap you wanna take that'll be showing up soon. Okay. Thank you. Oh, yes. God, you're so Happy awesome. Happy birthday. <laughs> 
thank you so it's much. exciting it's seeing... my brother from another mother it's so exciting it is. <laughs> That's so it's sweet. exciting thank and you. it's scary too and it's like... i know well we're here keep us posted on how you're doing and thanks for always being a part of things and happy happy birthday sweetheart thank you Thank you, and thank you, one two party people. I'm always happy Yay. to be part of the, part of the <laughs> Yay, family. Amen. Thank you so thank much. You. You All are. right. Bye bye, honey. Thank bye. you. Bye. Bye bye. And we're going to talk to Maureen if we could, Scotty, on um, it's her birthday close to. Hi, Mark. Maureen, Hi. how you doing? <laughs> Good, wonderful. You made my day. Oh, thank you. You made mine. That's so sweet that you call. Your birthday's around the corner. It's exciting. Are you looking for a birthday reading, or did you have a focus you want me to pay attention to? Um, kind of want to. It's it's the past year has been a shit show. So whatever you feel <laughs> driven to. Okay. Okay, so what I see is you're calling right at a time when Jupiter is about one degree away. It's the third hit on your birthday. Jupiter hits your Venus. It's going to open up so much. It's the third hit, but it's exact on your birthday, which is kind of fun. And what that means basically is this whatever drives you creatively, whatever it is that it, maybe it's, you know, it could be romantically. It could be um, with regards to an inner burst of you're extremely creative and Jupiter's been really messing with that area. So that means that for the year, we're going to be looking at a theme of creativity and this sort of spontaneous, lovely, deep, profound thing that's in you finding a way out. And that's really lovely. And it, the last time it hit like that was about 12 years ago. So we look to uh, the repeat cycle, what was going on in your life, what were the themes, how Venus affects you, because this is a very, very much about Venus. Now, ironically, Venus in the sky is going to go retrograde during that time. And so we'll also have a follow-up from Venus later in the year when it when you have your Venus return. So something's brewing in there, whether it's, <clears throat> like I said, whether it's about romance or creativity, it's a it's a, a healing and it's an opening. And it's something that I think you are really going to benefit from. Um, also, what we're seeing is uh, in November, a new burst of energy out in the career world or out in the world in general. There's a there's a call for you to come back, a call for you to like you have a service chart. You have a chart of somebody that that is very uh, giving to other people. Uh, when Mars hits that, you might be telling some people to hit the road and you might like where you want a new start and you want to do some things fresh and put yourself in the picture again, because that's something that is very important for you to do is start putting yourself in the picture. Um, overall, what we're going to see with Jupiter is, again, another expansion. And then next year we see this relationship thing explode in another. It could be more people coming into your life. What's happening on the relationship front? Uh, Maureen, in general, is well, it good? It's it's been a real trying time. Um, been with my husband thirty years, married twenty seven years. The kids are going in every which direction now because they're older. He's focused on his career and got promoted, and we work together side by side to do this. And I just feel like kind of like I'm sitting on the sidelines, and yes. I, you know, the shit basically hit the fan. Um, this past month. And I said, you know, you really need to take a long, hard look at this because I've been by your side all along. You don't fight for yourself. You know, finances are a glitch here. Um, I can't do this on my own and I'm not going to do this on my own. And, you know, it's, it's gotten volatile and then it gets to be nice and then it gets to be, you know, fine. But I think, you know, I, I love him. I don't want to be with anybody else. I, you know, yeah, I, yeah, I, I yeah. want, be with him i want to grow with him uh, but i just feel like i've been kind of sitting on the sidelines while well, he travels you know to europe i stay home with the kids but I, i'm also a full-time oncology nurse so i'm giving i'm giving a lot more you yes, know you i'm are. giving a lot to yeah. everyone where now i'm just like the hell with this i need to start yes. giving to me Oh my God, that's so awesome. Listen, you're not gonna get a choice. Saturn's gonna hit your moon next year. You are not gonna get a choice. So you don't have to take action just because somebody tells you there's going to be a natural movement to your your sense of empowerment. There, When Saturn hits the Capricorn moon's moon, 
they develop a sense of strength that's unbelievable and a sense of choice and, and, a, and a desire to do things. And you start setting it up that you do do things. Um, what's going to be beautiful here is you're building this, this recognition of yourself. Capricorn Moon has worked their whole life. They get younger as they get older. Your time is coming to like push out the things that you feel that you have had to do, like the children, the things that you feel that you absolutely should do because you can. And we're going to enter this time of, um, I think, it's, it, it, part of you that explodes into taking in and receiving. Your North Node is in Leo. You must find yourself in your life. You have to, or you will be. You're. You will not experience the kind of joy that is possible because you're denying it. And so, North Node in Leo says. And and it's so funny, you're having your North Node return. All of the things are pointing to you expanding, opening your heart, putting yourself in the picture and saying, why am I doing this again? And that's all you have to ask. He will do whatever, like you, he just allows you to do what you want to do. You're the one that has to say, I'm, I'm going to travel this year. I am going to, and if you're not going to come with me, we set up a time because if you both can't leave at the same time, I'm going to do this for me. I'm setting up this. And I get it. It's not about leaving him. It's about bringing you into the picture. And I think you're going to do that without any problem, Maureen. This will be the year you do it, this birthday cycle. Saturn's going to hit that moon next year. Oh, my God. There's a part of you. I can't wait because that's when Capricorn moons wake up. They put themselves in the picture finally because you've always put everybody else first. Mars is going to help you on November 15th. Pay attention to how you feel around the 15th of November, as Mars sort of hits the top of your chart as a nurse and as with all of the things that you're talking about, see what presents itself to you then, because I think it's going to help you uh, also make some really good decisions. It's going to give you energy. It's going to give you recognition. I think it's going to give you a lot more power. And I think you're going to be surprised just how easy this transition is going to be. You don't have to do anything dra dramatic. You just have to open up to bringing yourself into the picture and Saturn's going to see to it by making you absolutely ridiculously tired of doing things that you no longer want to do. And it's just going to put it in your face. And then you start building the strength, but it's a gorgeous time. I mean, you're getting a lot of support energetically from the planets. You're capable so of so much. And at Jupiter and Pisces at the top of your chart, you're awesome at what you do. You don't have to give any of that up, but you do need to put yourself in the picture first. And if you can, if if it means start training people to do what you do, maybe that's where it needs to go, so other people can carry your gift. But um, it's time, and I think you, the planets are sort of conspiring to make sure that you're in this picture and having an incredible time. This birthday year is very significant. I'm excited for you. Does it resonate? Are you okay? I mean, just it, it just has been, you know, financially, the burden has just been so bad. And with college tuitions and everything and, you know, just trying to figure that end of it out. And I feel like everything sits in my lap and I'm finally like, no, this isn't right. This isn't fair. That's and, exactly you know, right. Knowing that I have a year ahead of me that, that I can focus on me and put me forward. And, yes. you know, and even my kids see this because for my daughter to tell me, look, you, you deserve so much because you just Aww. give so much. So you, yes, Marine. absolutely. And when Mars hits the top of your chart, you're going to get this. I think, I think it's going to change things at work too. I think it's going to allow you the comfort. It could easily be erased, but it's going to allow you those comforts. And you got to keep an eye open for them. I think you got to recognize how much you give, not just to the family, but a Capricorn moon gives to their, like, I mean, you always hear me on my show say, make sure you have a Capricorn moon in your life because they will take care of you. Well, they will. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's the problem. And so you have, you've done your duty. Now you're Saturn saying it's your turn. You're going to be in the picture. And I think, like I said, the planets are going to conspire to give you the break that you're looking for, and you're going to breathe. It's okay. You don't have to leave anybody. You don't have to punish anybody. You simply have to bring yourself to consciousness to see that what you've been doing, awareness is everything, and it'll take care of itself. Keep Pay attention, and don't let yourself martyr out on anything. Pisces at the top of the chart. Don't go into, like, look what I've done. Look how I've suffered. Make everything you've done a choice that you made consciously 
celebrate it, love it, and make a change. Just allow the change to occur. It'll shift, and this will be the year for it. The next 365 days is what I mean by the year. It's gonna, they're all gonna shift more and more and more to the sense of your autonomy and your sense of deserving. And it's gonna be amazing. You're gonna call back and say, I'm so happy. It's gonna shift. <laughs> oh. oh, thank you, Mark. Thank you. I can't thank you enough. And, and oh, gosh, honey. And friends, because you guys are just the bomb. You're adorable. Um, you thank you, honey, and happy, happy birthday. Stay, remember my voice, and we're always here. Call back if you need it, but we're going to keep will. an eye on this for you, okay? And you celebrate thank yourself you, October 6th. Thank you, baby. Take care of yourself. I love bye you. Bye-bye now. I love you too, honey. Bye -bye. Thank you. Bye. So sweet. Okay, uh, Scott, can we talk to Stacy? Hey, Mark. How's it going? Hi, Stacy. How are you doing? <laughs> Good. Good. I I've resonated with a lot of things you said to other folks on the line today. Yay. Oh, that means a lot. That's good. That's a good sign. You're a Cancer, and you have a Sag rising, yeah. a Sag moon, Mars and Sag. Ooh, you know Jupiter, where Jupiter's going. You've heard that, right? <laughs> so let's talk I about did. what your let's yeah. find out what your reality looking like. What's going on? What is are things because Saturn's opposing your sun, so I see that right away. Um, and that can be a time where it feels like a decision needs to be made, or it can feel like you're being pulled on. Um, it's usually it's usually a time of decision making. But let's find out what's the reality looking like, and then we'll dig in a little deeper. Well, not necessarily decisions per se, but feeling like what's going to happen over the next three months. Um, I okay. you at the beginning of the year, you said August and September would be like you know the flower blooming open, and it was yeah. definitely that. We got into October and it feels like everything shut down. Like it's a completely different feeling in October than <laughs> it has been for the last and it has been. months. So I love that. me for a loop. Okay, well, see, here's the thing. Jupiter went in October into the 12th house. You're you're a living example of what it feels like to lose the sense of when something goes into our subconscious mind. What In the old days, astrologers used to call this transit the guardian angel transit because you couldn't tell it was there, but you knew things were going to be okay. In this case, because it's in your 12th house and it's going to stay there until just until, no, like, when me see, December 9th. Um, it's a feeling of like, okay, what happened? The lights went out. This is the part of the roller coaster ride when you go into the tunnel and you don't know if it's going to be a dip okay. or a curve, but you know, you're on the roller coaster and you know, it's going to be okay, but you're in the, you're in the dark tunnel and it's kind of like, ah, and so this is okay. I mean, that that's supposed to happen in October for you because that's, that's when the planets go into Scorpio, they go into your 12th house. That's where your Neptune is. That's where you feel most insecure. That's where you feel most unsure. But the beauty of it is as you test it, as you look around, as you get more conscious around it, you start seeing things are really working out and you didn't expect them to. And the feeling changes. Now that's going to be until Jupiter crosses the rising sign December 9th. Now, in the meantime, October, um, in November, the, about the 15th, that thing I talked to you about, the choice and the feeling of indecision, that ends, that comes to a conclusion on the 14th of November. So around that week in November, it's usually give or take a day, that's when you get to feel this amazing relief. Like, oh my God, like the okayness comes back. So whatever it is you've been struggling with in that sort of push-pull of Saturn, it ends in November. And there's a sense of like, You'll be the only person able to explain what it feels like. And it will be, in my opinion, a new sense of strength, a new sense of feeling okayness, um, of um, a new th a muscle got flexed that you weren't sure was there. And now you will be. So you have Jupiter at the very top of your chart. You have extraordinary good luck in those areas. I don't worry at all about you there. I think when Jupiter hits um, December 9th, though, you're going to see a shift like you, that's the one we're gonna celebrate because it also hits your moon. Whenever Jupiter hits somebody's moon, I always celebrate that because that rules your house of money from others. So there's something coming that I think is gonna be supportive and great, but this dark period is just the tunnel. 
It really is, Stacey. It's not bad. It's not. It's just, and I know that's a. And you just. I hate to say, but you just have to trust me on that. The the cycle's great, but it's coming to a. When you come out of the tunnel, that exhilaration that's on on its way. So in the meantime, while Jupiter hitting is hitting your Neptune, you can do sort of little magical rituals and thinking and sort of have intentions because they really. This is where omens mean a lot. Like, like you think of people, they'll show up. It's that kind of energy. Oh, yeah. But you can play with it and sort of enjoy that until, but this don't read the feelings right now as, as necessarily defining the reality. Wait, wait at least a month if you can. Is that okay? That okay? You okay with me on that? That's perfect. Okay. I, I woke up this morning knowing I needed to talk to you to out, and that was perfect. I love the analogy of the roller coaster. So thank you very much. Thank you, you Stacy. Keep us posted, baby. Big hugs to you. Thank, thank you, you for calling. Uh-huh. You guys, we're out of time. It is so fun to talk to you. You make my life. You know that, right? Not just my week. You make my life. And I appreciate all you do. I'll be back in the room. I'll check in things in a little bit. Um, Stay tuned for C.A. Brooks. You know, more astrology talk. She'll help so much. Bring it all to, to clarity. This is Mark Husson. This is the Mark Husson Show. I will talk to you very soon. And I'll be around. Stay in touch, you guys. Bye-bye now.
in turn.